2: It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman.
0: What's up? What's happening? Welcome in to the Take Command podcast. That's Logan Paulson. I am Craig Hoffman. And in just mere moments, Logan, Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl is going to join us.
1: Yeah, that's really exciting. I mean, obviously, that's the the path of the draft starts in Mobile. And there's a, you know, there's a reason that they say that all those guys, most of those guys end up getting drafted. It's such a great opportunity to kind of flush out your evaluation. And it's such a unique part also because You know, they're playing football. They're not, you know, underwear doing tests and they're playing football. So you get to see kind of how guys take coaching, how guys respond to adversity and how guys respond to a different level of physicality, especially if they're from, um, you know, different levels of football, which has been uh, cool to see over the last couple of years. So always fun to talk to Jim. They do such a good job of finding these guys and then getting them to the senior bowl. So I'm really excited to talk to him.
0: Yeah, Jim, an accomplished scout in his own right as well, uh, formerly with the Patriots and the Seahawks before he ultimately took the job with the Senior Bowl. Uh, We'll say for those watching on the video, uh, we just actually talked to Jim, so this is a little bit out of order. We will react to what Jim had to say and uh, also kind of go further into some of the draft stuff on the back end of this podcast. But if you're watching the video of the interview, Jim had an auto tracker on his camera and we were short on time and we didn't have time to fix it. So it's kind of a, a mind bleep. Uh, <laughs> as it, his, his camera's kind of moving around with his hands and stuff. And, and it's, a. I will, we will admit it's a little distracting. We get it, It'll be okay. The information is phenomenal. The information's is excellent. It. Just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't focus your eyes on Jim. Not because he's not a good-looking man. It's just it might mess with your head a little bit. So, uh, take it in. Take the audio. Walk around. Whatever you're doing. Uh, however you watch it on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, uh, we we know we know. Uh, so here's Jim uh, and our interview with him, and then Logan and I have plenty more on the 2024 NFL Draft on the back end our guest today is Jim Nagy the director of the senior bowl just a man who knows so much about everything going on this time of year in the NFL prospects front office folks got a great read on the coaching search uh type of candidates as well so Jim appreciate your time here on take Command.
2: yeah guys thanks for having me on
0: Absolutely. I, by the way, runs, uh, I think Logan and I's favorite event of this time of year as well. I miss miss going down to mobile as a beat reporter now that I'm stuck in a studio every single day. But, uh, Jim, you have such a great feel not just for the prospects that we'll talk about in a second, but for the front office type of folks around the NFL, um, commanders get Adam Peters, who is widely considered the best guy on the market. What's your experience been like with Adam and, and what do you think about that hire for Washington?
2: Yeah. AP and I were together for like seven years. I want to say in new England, um, Yeah, it was great. I'm happy for Adam. It was was a really good hire. He's, he's, he's won everywhere he's been, you know, and so I, he's, he got out of that Patriots tree and kind of jumped into a new tree in Denver and, um, you know, he won there and then he, now he's won at San Francisco. So he's been a part of different winning organizations and not just the Patriot way. Um, You know, like I went to Seattle after New England. It was a completely different way to do things, which is so beneficial as a is a leader, just to see different styles and different values, you know, value systems in, a, in an organization. So no, oh, happy for AP. He's obviously ready for it. Uh, he's been interviewing for these jobs for a while now, um, going through the interview process, and, and he could be selective. He was in a great situation. Why would you leave the 49 organization when you're competing for Super Bowls right now if, if you didn't believe it was, a you know, the right fit and the right thing to do? So just really happy for Adam, happy for the commander's organization. They got a good football guy.
1: Yeah, and obviously, he's got a big decision coming up here in the draft. And obviously, the coaching hire is going to be a big part of that. But, you know, probably quarterback at two. you guys. Obviously, there's some there's that three kind of the cluster of three at the top there that everyone's really excited about. But you guys got some big names at the Senior Bowl. How do you view that pick? And like, what direction would you go if you're Adam? Yeah, it's certainly going to be dependent
2: upon if the, whoever the new head coaches feels like Sam Howell could be a guy that you could work with. Cause if, if you don't have to go quarterback right there, I mean, you can, you can trade out. There's going to be people that want a quarterback. Um, so you could, you could, you could, you know, Adam could in his first year, um, go out and get a lot of draft capital, which for, for any personnel guys, a lot is fun to think about, right. Um, starting off a new program. So, um, that's going to be key obviously in, uh, but these three guys that, that are being talked about is the top three, Caleb and Drake and, and Jaden. Um, I watch more of, of Jaden Daniels than the other two guys. Um, you know, Jaden was the guy that uh, we invited. I went over there, Baton Rouge, and did a in-person invite with him and, and really thought we were going to get him here because for a long time it was just Drake and Caleb. Um, and then after the Heisman thing, like the media jumped on Jaden and, you know, they've kind of ridden him all the way to the top of the draft now. So. Um, it'll be interesting. There are three different players now. I mean, Drake's down here training in Mobile right now for the, his draft process. And I uh, went out and saw him throw the other day and, and uh, went in and watched video with those guys at the workout. And um, so they're different, man. And I've seen a lot of Caleb, uh, you know, just doing tape of the USC guys over the years. So uh, they're gonna have three, three, if, if that's what they do, if they decide to stick there and, and go quarterback. I mean, you're talking about three very different players.
0: For sure. And then you've got the guys that are coming down to mobile and the hot name right now coming into the week seems to be Bo Nix. And there's thought he could rise all the way, you know, who knows top 10, maybe even like if, if all of a sudden he has the kind of week that we think he can have in mobile. Those of us that like him. Um, how does that change the contour of this draft?
2: Well, it just brings more, more quarterbacks into play early. You're probably going to see more movement in terms of the draft. You're going to maybe see some teams trading around, that that sort of thing. But, yeah, and he, to me, I, I, I've always liked Bo. Um, mm-hmm. You know, had a lot of exposure to him down here in the state of Alabama when he was a high school player. He's, he's the last guy in our state that's won back-to-back state titles at the 7A level, which is our biggest level of high school football down here. Um, you know, obviously started right away at Auburn. We were actually – we had a scout at his first game. We were scouting Justin Herbert um in Bo's first game as a starter there at Auburn and the ironic thing was it's funny we got I've got on-field video from that scout of that day and Bo ended up wearing Justin's number 10 at Oregon by the time he was done but I'll say this like in terms of what Bo brings to the table um, in my in my opinion was you know the biggest thing he did the last two years and the most impressive thing he did at Oregon he shed a lot of bad habits he developed a lot of bad habits at, at Auburn playing behind kind of a porous offensive line and he he became kind of a sandlot player which is a cool thing to have that's a really cool tool to have at the next level when you're trying to learn in the nfl to be able to run around and make stuff happen off off script and he did that at auburn but then he goes to eugene and they really rein him in and he you know because mechanically he broke down decision making he broke down and he really reined it in and, and, and shed some bad habits um in really one year and then uh and had a couple different coordinators in Eugene, so there's a lot to like, man. I'll say this: like, he is all about football. When when out, because he's training down here as well with Drake May, and to be around those two guys, and his dad was actually out there watching the his dad's. His dad just won another 7A state title down here this year. Um, so it is a football family, man. This dude is all about football and all about competing, and the teams are gonna love that, right? Like the other three guys decided they didn't want to do this. I mean, this kid is going to take every opportunity to compete. So uh, he he is just a football guy all the way. So I know like the interview part of the process is going to be really good to him.
1: Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I mean, when you hear people talk about people that love ball, I mean, especially scouts and people been around it. Obviously, it kind of speaks to, to to something that's like that kind of that intangible quality. It's always fun to talk about. But you also have some other really interesting quarterbacks down there. Um, you got Joe Milton, and you got the guy from, uh, gosh, I forget his name at the moment. Tulane, Tulsa, is that right? Yeah, Mike
2: that? Mike Michael Pratt from Tulane. He's that are he's the, he's the sleeper.
1: Yeah, that are very kind of talented. They all have their own wards. And it just, I, I, you know, credit to you, man. You guys seem to get very, very talented people every single year. What do you think about those guys? And what do you think about the rest of the quarterback class? Spencer Rattler also in that group.
2: Yeah, I would say just hitting them real quick. Michael Penix was a big get for us. You know, at the start of the year, if you would have told me we could get Bo yeah. and Michael. We, and, you know, and I thought we were going to get Jaden at one point. Those would have been the big three of the senior class. Uh, You know, but Penix and Bo were kind of the faces of college football this year. They both ended up in New York. So, um, you know, Michael is a great deep ball thrower, very accurate. I mean, that's hard. That's hard to find. Um, But he's also got a lot more arm strength. I mean, just because you can throw it accurately deep doesn't mean you have, you know, a really strong arm. But he does. I mean, I can't wait for the teams to see this guy throw on a field. Um, I saw him three summers ago at the Manning camp over in Thibodeau. And uh, this dude can hum it now, so it's it's going to look really good on the practice field. Michael Pratt, to me, is the sleeper of the group. I right. think a lot of teams have starter grades on Michael Pratt. You know, he's a he's a group of five guys, so you don't hear a lot about him in the mainstream media. But this is a dude that lifted a program. I mean, he took Tulane to a Cotton Bowl a Cotton Bowl win over Caleb Williams two years ago. Um, they only lost one game in the regular season this year. He's a winner. He's accurate. He's extremely tough. He can process like. He, he does a lot of things at a high level that NFL starters do. Um, Spencer Rattler is a guy that, uh, and I've said this on some other podcasts, like there's always guys in the draft that, that uh, when you talk to guys in the league, I'm like, okay, the league's way higher on this guy than the media is right now. And, and usually it catches up. Like usually once we get through the process, by the time we get to April, the media talks to enough guys in the league where they catch on. The league's fired up to see Spencer Rattler here. He's another guy they think can be an NFL starter. And then in Joe Milton is a guy that uh, I think I I think he threw the ball 86 yards at the Manning camp this summer. (laughs) I mean, he's he's got a a rocket launcher for an arm. He'll have the strongest arm down here probably since like Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. He's in that category of, of, of like arm strength. So so he'll be a lot of fun to watch as well. So it's it's a really cool group of players.
0: Uh, on the other side of the ball, I think one of the biggest needs for Washington is to find a premier edge. They obviously traded away Chase and Montez uh, at the deadline. How, how does that class look overall, and, and who are some of the names to watch next week for you guys down in, uh, in Mobile?
2: I would say it's a thin group, um, you know, compared to past years. You're going to have to go get one up high if, you, if you're going to get one. You're, you're not going to get much if you wait. Um it really thinned out for us uh, for, for the senior bowl. It really did. I mean, there was maybe five, six, seven guys, and then a, a huge cliff on our board. So um Latu is coming to the senior bowl. He's got a chance to be our highest drafted player this year. Last year, Darnell Wright was our highest player at number 10 overall. Um, Latu is a guy that uh, bottom line, he knows how to rush the passer, man. Like he, he knows how to set guys up. He's got a really good feel for it. He's a guy that's never out of a rush. Like you could, you can cut him off, in stymie and, him and he, he just knows how to stay in it and, and you know, counter and and work a, a second or sometimes third move, and he plays his tail off. So it's not like he's just like this technician. Right. Um, so he's, he's a really accomplished uh, pass rusher. And then some other guys down here, Marshawn Nealon is a name that I think people are going to learn when, you know, coming out of Senior Bowl week, Adisa Isaac at Penn State. Um, and Chris Braswell is a guy at Alabama that really got overshadowed the last two years by will anderson and dallas turner uh, but you know i've seen chris's name in some of these mock first-round drafts and you know he probably belongs up there he's going to test well at the combine he's, and he's one of the rare five-star guys at bama that like didn't play right away and really had to like earn his time and bite his time to get on the field and then when he did he re- really had a breakout year this year as a senior so so those are a few names I, I i think braswell and and latu will probably go the highest of the group and who knows maybe maybe kneeling and adisa will, We'll sneak up there, too, in the second round.
1: Yeah, obviously, Washington's picking there in the second round. And there's the guys that I think are interesting from, like, a height, weight, speed standpoint in that group, like Darius Robinson and Miles Cole from Texas Tech. Like, what do you think about those guys? And, like, in terms of edge and just from having traits, um, like, could they elevate their draft stock with a good performance at the Senior Bowl?
2: Yeah, I think those. I didn't mention those guys because I think they're they're probably more like five techniques. Than, than, oh, interesting. Than, than yeah, true they're women.
1: big guys. They're big body guys for sure.
2: They're big body guys, and, and and Missouri played Darius Robinson out there on the edge this year, so he was like a jumbo edge for those guys. And I yeah. do think he runs well enough where he could do that. Like in what I my last last team I worked for was the Seahawks, and we had a a Leo position in our four three defense that that uh, Bruce Irvin played. I could see Darius doing that at two hundred ninety pounds. I mean, this guy. Oh he is a he is a absolute specimen if you guys aren't going to make it to mobile if you saw this dude like the old getting off the bus deal like he's the first one off the bus um and he made a nice jump on tape this year he he was he was eligible for last year's senior bowl kind of fell right below the line we had him in the fifth round i think he's definitely going on day two this year um and then miles cole is going to be the longest guy in the draft he's got like an 87 inch wingspan. It's yeah it's really freaky. So, um, and he's a guy that can kind of move up and down the front. So it'll be a big week for miles. I think, you know, people question instincts a little bit um, with miles, yeah. but he's, he's going to test really well. He's super long. So in, in a league, that's just like valuing traits more and more year in and year out. Um, miles Cole is not going to fall to, if he does make it to day three, he probably will make it to day three. Um, but I, I, I don't see him lasting very long on day three.
0: Yeah, Logan will be down there. Uh, he will have to get our bus report. I will merely <laughs> sit here in this chair and ask him for the bus report. Uh, last thing for you, Jim, probably. We might be able to speak in one more uh, tight on time here on the way out. I saw your tweet last week about kind of the depth of this draft. There is a ton at the top, and I, th- I think people have been obsessed with the top of this draft because of how strong the quarterback class is, et cetera. Obviously, in mm-hmm. Washington, we're psyched because we're at the top. Um, but it does apparently really thin out. How unique is this kind of draft class in that way? And how do you think it ultimately affects the draft with teams potentially trading out on day three and trying to, to maybe get some more picks in the future?
2: Yeah, this is like an hour long answer. So we're going to have to pick this up. <laughs> on another episode. Uh, Deal. No, done. It, w- it was a really strange dynamic guys. Really, I'll try to, Pull it together as quickly as I can like we can bring underclassmen this year so that was a different dynamic so in terms of like the invite process we couldn't just invite 120 or 130 seniors right out of the chute we had to like reserve certain roster spots at each, each position and then kind of play the waiting game to see who who was going to come out and then if we could get them in the game or not um so what happened was when guys weren't getting invites in December a lot of these guys kind of, and this is from agents. This isn't me like pontificating. This is from the agent community telling me that what happened and what coaches have told me what happened. Some players like push the panic button that like, Oh my, that didn't get a senior bowl invite. Like that must be the league doesn't value me. So they, they jumped in the portal or they took, they, you know, they, they agreed to an NIL deal and they're going back to school. So then when, when, when we got to like January and we still had roster spots available because some of the juniors stayed in or we didn't get those juniors, and we wanted to circle back to the next, you know, work down the board, I would start making calls and they're like, you know, Jim, he transferred here. He's, he's committed NIL here. So like the whole depth of day three just got totally wiped off our board. So um, I, again, I'm not, I'm not complaining. We got the players we wanted for the senior bowl, but from a draft perspective, to me rounds five through seven completely fell apart. They're all gonna be back in college football next year. So if I'm a team that's holding a lot of day three capital, I'm looking maybe to maneuver around on day, you know, day one and day two and trade picks and move up and go get the guys we want up high
0: yeah no that makes a lot of sense and obviously washington fortunately has five picks in the top 100 uh so they can hopefully get in with uh, what they need before that drop off but gonna be interesting to watch for sure uh jim logan i'll see you next week uh I, i've got to get down there next year i i missed coming down there when i used to be on the beat up here um always a great event uh, you guys have such a tremendous group this year we look forward to watching it on tv those of us that won't be mobile, and uh we will definitely have you back to unpack that answer and and, and much more uh sometime after the uh after you get done with uh, your your day job down there with with the Senior Bowl next week.
2: (laughs) Well, awesome, thanks for having me on guys, Logan, I'll see you next week. Yep, thanks.